At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the, follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. VSEN has a new podcast to help you bet on college hoops. It's called the VSEN College Basketball Betting Podcast. Each week, Tim Murray, Matt Humans, and Adam Burke give you three episodes breaking down games, finding value and examining the future markets to help you as a better. Check out VSIN's College Basketball Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll begin this hour talking college basketball. And, Paulie, when you look at the updated net rankings for college hoops, Houston is number one. And I think uh, the narrative will go once select... By the way, Selection Sunday is two weeks from yesterday. I mean... This new schedule in the NFL mm-hmm. throws everything for a loop, and I kind of like it with yeah. the Super Bowl being pushed back. Yeah. But Houston's number one in the net, and what you're going to hear people say is something you've heard every year for Houston going back many, many years, and that is, will the conference schedule catch up with them? Because when you look overall at their numbers, they are 15-2 and two at home. They're 10-0 and, and 0 on the road. They only have four quad one wins, though, and that's because of where they play. So is that going to be a factor for this team? I think this is probably the best Houston team that we've seen with Kelvin Sampson yet. I think this team can absolutely win the entire thing. Sure. Bam is number two in the net. They have nine quad one wins. And Tennessee is number three in net rankings overall. A team that you said an hour ago you want to draw a line through and not consider them to win the whole thing. I'm right there with you. And Kansas is number six overall in the net. The defending champs, yes, they lost a lot. But they're 24-5 and five overall. Like, something's amiss here. Number six in net, they are number seven this morning at Ken Palm, and another person who has great numbers overall, and they can, you can look at him, he shares everything publicly, Bart Torvik. He's got Kansas number 11. But you look at their overall numbers again, they have 15 quad one wins. That's because the Big 12 is so good, and their non-conference is always going to be heavy duty. Only two other teams in the country 
Baylor and Texas have 10 quad one wins. That's because they play in the Big 12. Yeah, that conference tournament will be crazy. I'm looking forward to the Big 12 and the and the Big East. But the other thing, we're getting carried. Oh, well, the top, the bottom. West Virginia's in the tournament. They're 5-11 and 11 in conference. Come on, guys. Lenardi has them in. Palms got Jerry Palms got them either last four in or four out. I mean, come on. What do you want to see in a couple of weeks? A Charleston that's 30 and four or a team that went five and 11 in conference and gets an at. Oh, come on. I know. If it comes down to those teams for an at large, what do you want to see? Don't reward that. No, I don't want to see five and 11. You have to be better than that. I'm sorry. You it's just a, do. It's like the North, it'll be like North Carolina, Charleston, or North Carolina, Oral Roberts discussion. Well, what would they do with their schedule? Well, if you give Oral Roberts 11 cracks to get a quad one win, they probably they'll have probably, a couple. They'll probably have at least they'll one go one two. and ten, right? Yeah. So would would Carolina be 30 and four or 30 and three if they played Charleston's schedule? Who knows? You can say it because you can't prove it. But this is give me the team, especially in this year with this. Again, every year it seems the bubble gets worse. But if you can, I don't care what league you're playing. If you win 28, 29 games, you've got to be in. You have to be a strong consideration there. Um, I, I, don't, I also, are we going to hear about this? We probably already are. I just maybe missed it yesterday. But is that a season-saving win for North Carolina? Will, will people look back at the win against Virginia yesterday in two weeks and say, well, they beat Virginia. That's a, that's a very good win. They're number six overall in the country, or they were at the time anyway. That's where they were with the overall ranking. That's going to be good enough for Carolina. Carolina stinks. Not a good basketball I team. Yep. I think it'd be the only, it'd be historic, right? It'd be the only time your preseason won and missed the tournament. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. I could be wrong on that, but that's that's what they're looking at uh, as well with the, all the preseason hype. At least Kentucky's got their act together. Uh, it could be a six or seven, as you mentioned. How about St. Mary's overall numbers? Yep. In the net, they are number seven. Torvik has them number six overall, and Ken Palm has them number eight. And they never went away on Saturday night against Gonzaga. Gonzaga opened up, like uh, I think it was, what, an 18-point lead in the first half, I want to say it was. And then St. Mary's came back. They kept fighting. That is a very good team. And that is not an easy place to play for anybody. And St. Mary's now, the seed line, I can't wait to see what's going to happen to them in two weeks. Because do they actually land in that area of a two or three seed? Or is it going to be more uh, like a five? Yeah, I'm the, the latter. That's, I think, where if I could, yep. you can probably bet on this stuff too eventually at some point. That's where I would look. Yep. How about some, how about some mid-majors that could make some noise? Who do you have your eyes on? Definitely Oral Roberts. Boy, are they tested. But they, they have, they went through the summit undefeated. And you know what they did a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. making that tournament run. They only have four losses, but look at the losses. In Logan, Utah, always been a tough place to play at Utah State. Went to St. Mary's and lost. Tough place to play. Lost there. Lost to Houston. I mean, that's it. That's all all on their resume. So it'd be another team that could come in and win 30 games, uh, and I would not want to see them, and they could make a a run and win a couple games as well. Now, as far as a – but then again, who had St. Peter's doing what they were doing? What they accomplished well. So there could be always somebody where you look at maybe in, a, in North Carolina last year. but uh, It was Oral you, Roberts two years ago. Right. Or if you get in that 7, 8, 9 or higher range and make an Elite 8 Final Four run. Okay. Uh, do you want to consider any team? I think I know your answer here, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you want to consider any team from the Mountain West Conference? Oh, absolutely not. No. 
draw a line through the whole conference. San Diego State is number 16 at Ken Palm. Did it again last year. Embarrassed themselves again. How many teams are they going to get in? Don't even win a game. Uh, he, now, Lenar, I'll just use Lenardi, but Lenardi has, he has three. Okay. He does have Nevada safely in as a nine seed. Nevada plays tonight. And he's got Boise in, and he has San Diego State in. He has Utah State first four out. Okay. Um, but it, it's every year. With the, the, the one exception was the year they had Kawhi Leonard and Jimmer, and they both made the Sweet 16. Well, but that's it. It's, been, it's a horror show. They're, forget about winning games, which they don't do. They're an ATS disaster. Oh, that, that's all. But, Paul, don't forget, we need as many teams in from the Mountain West Conference because every year books will put up props on how many wins a conference will have. Yep, couldn't win a game. It's been an autoplay to play Mountain West Conference under. Not only that, to get to get multiple teams in year after year and with good seats. Oh sure, and can't get it done. And you 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 contrast that to like a Conference USA, who they always win games, and they're like 13, 12 at the last. They are always deep, and these guys are in like the six, seven, eight, right? They can't win a damn game. I want somehow, some way for like four. Like, if, could New Mexico could New Mexico beat Utah State in the Mountain West Conference final game, and then we get five teams in from the Mountain West? Like, that's the ultimate pipe dream, uh, you know, yeah. that I would wish for. You can get four. That four is your max. Yeah if, yeah, if you get four in, what do you make for the prop then? Because if, if there's ever a two and a half wins on the Mountain West Conference, it's like it's a suitcase bet to go under two and a half wins. Typically, they put up one and a half wins in the tournament, and it's still been yeah. great over the years. So I just, I can't get there either. I will have to wait to see the draws, obviously, but typically, you know, it's, that's going to be <clears throat> one of the better bets that you can find the entire time. Are you there with UCLA? As we go back to yeah, uh, some of the good. Blue Bloods here? Yeah. I think they're very good, too. Yeah. Um, I can see them making an absolute deep run. Uh, I'm not going back and forth too many times on UConn. I just, I watched some of these other teams play, and UConn was very good to begin the season. And I watch a Houston play to their, you know, total peak, and then I watch Alabama play to where they can get. And I watch some of these other teams. And then what's the, what's the peak for a team like that? Ah, man, I, just, I don't think they're within range um, when you have to win six games overall in the tournament. I just don't think they can do it. I think they can win a couple, potentially. But I think when, you're, when you start to play then back-to-back teams that are really, really good, that'll be too difficult well, for UConn to overcome. Yeah. Going back to your previous, maybe the argument could be the Pac-12 was down. But still, I'm impressed with what UCLA did. But the Pac-12 is only going to get three teams in. How about the ACC? Probably only going to get five in. Yeah, it's weak. It, yes, it is. It's very weak. Yes. And I don't know how many how many good teams do we have in the Big Ten. And they're going to get a boatload of teams. Yeah. But how many like truly good teams can you see from that conference? And we saw Indiana really put together another good game against Purdue over the weekend. And I know a lot of people think that Indiana can yeah. maybe make a deep run. Maybe they can. Maybe. But... I, I just I don't know how many other teams you can really trust there. You mentioned in win some lose some Penn State, and that was a that's a huge day yesterday because Wisconsin blew that lead against Michigan, yeah, and then Penn State on the precipice as well. They blow that big lead, so I just I don't you can't that conference is not that good, and they're going to get a lot of teams in. Yeah, I would agree. SEC is very good overall. A and M. Per Torvik, when you look at his numbers, A&M has been the second best team in the country uh, since January 1st. And they were available recently at 150-1 to 1 to win the whole thing. 
Now, they lost over the weekend, but that was a uh, basically a pick'em game. They might have been a small favorite on the road, and they lost that game. But they were playing great basketball up until then. I don't know, again, if that's a team that you can really... Can they get a Final Four run, maybe, but can you see them cutting down the, the nets to win the entire thing? Not so sure. Baylor plays tonight. We'll talk to Dale mm-hmm. and Cuff from ESPN coming up in about 20 minutes. Very small road favorite at Oklahoma State. That's tricky. Because unranked teams have been very good against ranked teams overall, especially this weekend. I mean, it was yeah, I, awesome. I, I do like Nevada tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah, Wyoming's had a bad year, and uh, Nevada playing lock up uh, an at-large bid. They're playing good ball, and I think I'm surprised it's only five. I think I think Nevada will win. I did buy a ticket on K State a while back at 100 to okay. one. Oh, very good. Now they're down to 35 you got a shot to one. There. Good, yeah. good resume overall. But again, what's their what's their ceiling? Elite eight, maybe Final Four, maybe if they get the right draw and it breaks, you know, correctly for them. Ah, you never know. Yeah, you could be a there could be a, a bracket buster. And someone could come out of nowhere again with another St. Peter story, or you know. That I would anticipate that yep. happening. Yeah. Uh, do you concur? Is up next. We do an annual rant based on a massive March mistake. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college hoops? We have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Intro offer only $9.99. You get access to get every play from every host and guest. The betting splits, the deep dive betting reports. VSEN.com slash subscribe. Sign up only $9.99. VSEN.com slash subscribe. 
great moments in history have begun with a question. To be or not to be, that is the question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And what kind of hair product does Mitch Moss use? But follow the money wants to know. Do you concur? Concur. What, sir? Do you concur? Yeah. All right, Paul, give me a second to uh, set this up. Yes. Oral Roberts is 18-0 in the Summit League. Eastern Washington was was 16-0 in the Big Sky before losing this weekend to Idaho State. These teams will not be in the big dance unless they win their conference tournaments. Lower leagues are making a huge mistake by having the automatic bid go to the conference tournament winner and not the regular season winner. Do you concur? Thousand percent concur. Strongly concur. It's ridiculous. I'll throw another one in there too. Colgate. Col- Colgate wins. 17 and 1. So what do we just do here? Again, we have to do this every year and it's infuriating. Common sense must prevail. So if you want to play the the money game, let's let's talk dollars, right? Who knew about St. Peter's before last year, right? Who knew? The amount of money that the conferences and these schools can make if you get a deep run like that. You can't eat about the publicity and enrollment. And you can, a Florida Gulf Coast and Oral Roberts, something like that, you can't put a price on. But in terms of what it means to the, to the conferences, it's millions of dollars. For what? They get a stupid title game on ESPN for half a million dollars? There's no one at these games for the most part. You're buried on the weekends, and you know most people aren't watching the title game. You might have to find them on ESPN+. Plus. It makes no sense. So with this rationale, and this is where you must call on the conference commissioners and the presidents to do the right thing and say no, that we are sending our regular season champ and we're doing away with these, these conference tournaments because we just played three months for seeding? Oral Roberts, 27-4. and four. As I mentioned earlier, they lost at Utah State, St. Mary's, Houston, and the pit. That was the other one. They lost yeah. at the pit. Four tough places to play. That's it. And made the made won a couple games a few years ago. Colgate went 17 and one in the Patriot League. Lost by a point. Won the league by six games. We have a huge sample here, where we know who the best team is in the league. Can Colgate win a game? Maybe. But I'll tell you what. You you don't want to get an upset in that conference tournament because they don't have a chance with someone else. Yeah. So. Do your conference a favor and do the right thing and go with the auto bid for the regular season champ. Do away with the conference tournament. It's asinine that you play three months just for seeding. It, it's, it's pointless. What just happened? We know we know Earl Roberts is the best team in the summit. But again, upsets can happen. A team can have a bad 20 minutes. Of course they can. It's ridiculous. So I would, ap- they can still have the tournaments if you want. Just don't give the automatic qualifier to the winner of the tournament. Give it to the team who won the regular season. Your Oral Roberts can win a game, maybe two like they did a couple of years ago. Oh, the Amos kid is awesome. If, if, they, yeah. if they don't get in, if they were ha- happen to have a bad day and they can't make shots all of a sudden, they lose. The second team in the Summit League, are they going to do any damage? It's very unlikely. That would be my rule. I, I, if you win your league by at least five plus games, or go only lose one, or or go undefeated. I mean, if you go undefeated in a regular season, what what's the? There is no point. Yeah. The Lakers must be considered serious contenders if they make the playoffs and AD slash LeBron stays healthy. Do you concur? Absolutely. You have to have questions about Denver. I, I like the Nuggets, and, and, and Joker's phenomenal. He's probably going to go back to back to back here. But if they're the one seed, now they'll be favored. 
but the Lakers can give them fits if that's the matchup. And the acquisition of Vanderbilt and Russell and Beasley, this is a good team. But the biggest thing with the Lakers, and Brian Windhorst and the Clippers are going to realize this sooner rather than later, the vampire. It's getting rid of Westbrook as well. I mean, the day LeBron sets the record and breaks Kareem's record, this guy is pouting. He's got a puss on his face. He gets into an altercation with Ham after the game, and he refuses to come out when he's trying to... The guy was a miserable person. And all, and what he did, and, and Dave McMenamin said he described as a vampire because he sucked the life and blood out of the club. He thinks he's still at an elite level, and he won't take a reduced role and still wants his shots. But to just get rid of Westbrook, and then what they brought in, 100%. If they would happen to get up to the six, right now that'd be the Kings. Yeah, I'd like them. Kings um, Lakers in the series. Be entertaining. I would take the Lakers. This Western Conference is just oh, the, bunched up with the standings. Oh yes, God. absolutely. W would you like them against Memphis in the seven? Uh, yes, I would. You would. Look what's happened since the Shannon Sharp incident. Again, these guys love to talk. You think they're the back-to-back -back champs here? Absolutely. I would. I would like them against Memphis. Sure. Yeah. All right. Do you concur? Let's revisit something again we've mentioned earlier. You would be shocked if Chicago stays at one and they take the, they end up taking someone with the pick at number one. I'm not going to be shocked. Wow. Not going to be shocked. I would give it a non-zero chance of happening. So I think there's a small chance they keep it. But I'm not going to fall off my couch. I think they absolutely are looking to move out of the number one pick. But there's also a chance, in my opinion, that some of these teams that are below them are not going to offer the right package available to give it up uh, all the way to number one. I can't see that. I just think it'll be Adam Schefter. The Bears have been approached by multiple teams. They're leaning toward moving the pick. The pick is for sale. Well, no, of course. But that's, that's, no, there's I, there's I, no I, doubt. Well, I, mean, I, I, I think he, I just think whatever the offer is, you take it at the end of the day. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know about that. What if it doesn't match up like that? The Jimmy Johnson board. Well, how far am I moving? Point value. How far am I moving down? I, I what if, again if I'm, I'm not taking a quarterback and I'm not and someone's moving up to take a quarterback right. and my guy's going to be there with, with four whatever okay. then. Texans Texans don't make yeah. a play to number one okay Colts don't make a play from number four do you want to move down to seven and how much do the Raiders have to give up then to go up to number one a lot are they willing to do that I'd say maybe not the Panthers to go from number nine to number I one I see that I definitely could see that but they'd have to offer a ton of well, picks. You got a you got a uh, owner who wants to win in the worst way and to get a quarterback in the worst way. I don't think you settle if the package is not correct. That's my only thing. All right. So I'd call it a non-zero yeah. chance. Okay. Uh, baseball is going to piss off a lot of people to start the season. Yeah. But that's simply because people don't like change. Patience will prove to be a virtue with the new rules starting this year. Do you concur? Absolutely concur. This is a good thing. I think it is. It's about time. I know the first two games were two and a half hours. You saw what happened with that bases loaded scenario and also what happened to Machado. This is an easy fix. Get in the box. Right. Stop grabbing your crotch and adjusting your batting gloves for the 50th time. Focus on the pitcher. Get in there. Baseball is at its best when it's played fast. Sure. Let's go. Get in the box and let's go. And it's the same thing for the pitchers. That kid with the Cleveland. With doing this uh, with his, oh yeah, he, yeah, because yeah. he has a, he, he he would he would ask for a new ball and they would stop the clock. 
which continue with the clock, asking for a new ball. Same thing with the pitchers. I don't want any Steve Traxel business either. Get the ball. Let's go. Play the game fast. You saw the success it had in the minor leagues. I love the rule changes. Speed it up. Let's go with the, enough of these three-and-a-half-hour games. People were already flipping out with what happened over the weekend with that base-loaded situation. Yes, right. and the umpire said, okay, time's up. Bam, you yeah, screwed up. Yeah. Now that's going to be end of the game. That's a good thing because, like you just said, players are going to have to adjust to get used to this with the clock. And also, people who pay attention to this stuff, like at lower levels, have said it's not a problem. Like, we have two-and-a-half-hour games all sure. the time. The players did there's it immediately. No, I don't know why it's you're not, stepping out of the box every sure. pitch. And what are you what are you looking at? What are you worried of? Get in there, focus on the pitcher, and let's go. I have to tell you right now that if you – like, let's fast-forward to October, and you said the average Major League Baseball game was – Two and a half hours this year, I would never be more excited for baseball in my life. It's the three and yep. a half hour games in nine innings. It's the typical Red Sox Yankees game when they get together, they're four hours or whatever. I can't take it. Yep. I'm sorry, but life changes. And, you know, our ADD has kicked in as a country. You can't have this every single day for six months out of the year. Yep. Who's got time for that anymore? I love, I love the, uh, you can only throw over the first twice during the appearance. It's awesome. Uh, you got bad appearance, play yep. appearance. Excuse yep. Me. That's great. So, but, and again, the only reason why people are going to flip out right away is because you're not used to this. Baseball did not have a lot of changes for like 100 years. And now over the last 10 years, we've yeah. had a lot to get used to. But... Suck it up, Buttercup, because it's going to be better for the sport. Faster is going to be better. FTM at VEASAN.com is the email. FTM at VEASAN.com. We're also on Twitter at VEASAN Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. More college basketball up next. Dallin Cuff from ESPN will join us. We'll get into the Baylor-Oklahoma State game tonight. Baylor's laying a short number on the road at Okie State. How high is Dallin on a team like the Bears in the tournament? and his thoughts on other teams near the top. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Welcome back. Big day here at VEASAN. We're launching three new live shows, some fresh new concepts and pairings as we enter the new season of sports. Check out the new lineup started today, and i uh, very excited for the Matt Humans Wes Reynolds show from 9P to 12A as well. So check it out, VEASAN.com, and uh, three new live shows that begins today. Great job, everyone. Some more college basketball now. Dale and Cuff does a great job covering the sport for ESPN, and he's kind enough to join us here early on a Monday morning. Dalen, it's good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to be with you guys. I'm visiting my brother and family. Played golf yesterday for the first time in four months. Everything's looking up. We're good. How'd that go? How was the golf game? Solid? Uh, boatload of strokes. A lot of booze. Uh, a little shaky this morning. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of booze. Typical. Sounds we, did, great. We, we, did, we, did, we did win the parlay I played without watching the games. I don't normally do that, but we, we ran a three-team parlay. Uh, Michigan got it down to the end with overtime. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. You did a minor miracle there, but great job out of you. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. I want to begin with the game on the board that we have tonight uh, in the Big 12. Baylor is a small favorite on the road at Oklahoma State. A couple of things here on the Bears. First of all, it was not a good weekend for ranked teams against unranked teams overall. Uh, but do you like Baylor laying a small number tonight on the road? And what are your, what are your overall prospects uh, for this team? Can they win a second title in three years? Are they that good? 
I don't think they are. Offensively, they are. Now, let's just start with Deontay George's injury. Uh, he's listed as day-to-day. He will not play tonight, which does matter in, in that context with Oklahoma State. The big picture, I think Baylor is an elite team. They have the best backcourt in the country. When George is healthy, he's a pro. He's a shot maker, as are his other compatriots there, and Adam Flagler and L.J. Cryer. That said, guys, they don't defend well enough, consistently enough, to win a title. Uh, could they get in a run and make themselves get themselves to the Final Four? Sure, I can see that. I can't see them beating an elite team with with balance. That's something we see. We've seen in the recent years, top 22 at least in the offensive and defensive efficiency per Ken Palm is kind of the prereq for a team to win a national championship. The last five years, they've had those metrics. Baylor has what, the best offense or second best next to Gonzaga, and their defenses in the 60s and 70s. That said, they played well over the weekend against Texas. They won it defensively without George. Once he went down, they actually played better and more collective. Dale Bonner was really good off the bench. I think it's really hard to replicate that at Oklahoma State tonight. Uh, without George, Oklahoma State is desperate. They won five straight to put themselves in the tournament. They've lost four straight now to put themselves on the bubble. I think it's a must-win game for Mike Boynton's team. I think this could be a game mm-hmm. they try to muck it up and make it physical, make it a little ugly. I would I would take the, either the money line or maybe, maybe the point and a half here for the Cowboys. But if they think it's going to be a tight game and a game they have to win, I think you see that desperation come through at home. How good is this conference tournament going to be? Holy moly. I, I, guys, I have no clue who's going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll tell you this much. I think whoever loses, if it, I think Kansas is, they are finally second favorite to win the title. I think that's justified. Uh, I think they are the most likely team right now, as currently constructed, to win the national championship. That with them along with Alabama, Brandon Miller, assuming he's going to play as callous as that is, I do think that team is still very capable. Houston is capable as well. Um, but whoever doesn't win the Big 12 tournament, it's a gift and a curse. To try to go three yeah. in three days and, and win that thing, We've seen this before. You are worn down by the time you hit Sunday. Yeah. Then you've got to play usually Thursday or Friday. Uh, you know, if Kansas went out in the first round, I'd feel even better about them in terms of the prospects of cutting down the net in Houston because uh, that, that tournament's going to be outstanding, but also very, very taxing after what, a very what, taxing year. By the way, Dylan, why do you think Kansas is so low in some of the metrics then? Oh, sixth overall in uh, the net rankings. I think they're number seven right now in Ken Palm. Torvik has them like number 11 Overall, their resume is very good. They have 24 wins. They have 15 quad one wins. And the next closest in the country, two teams have 10. Why do you think they're so low? Sometimes the metrics don't match up to what we're seeing. And that, that, that happens sometimes. I mean, St. Mary's has been top 10 all year. I wouldn't argue that St. Mary's is a top 10 team. On the inverse, I think Kansas uh, has struggled at times. We've seen some of their inefficiency offensively in such a reliance on Jalen Wilson. They've gotten away from that. The other guys have stepped up. Now, DeJuan Harris being fully healthy is important. He went out a lot last game uh, against WVU, and that was important late because they struggled to handle the ball at times. Um, but when Harris is being the best, one of the best defensive players in the country and looking for his offense, that helps them. And him, he's aggressive. That helps them overall. Uh, Kevin McCullough is capable of being a two-way guy, a double-double guy. And Grady Dixon, one of the best players in the country, freshman in the country. And Jalen Wilson's the, the national player of the year, if not for Zach Eady. They have experience. They have built self. I think they have all the elements. They've defended a high level. They scored a high level, as I mentioned before, the balance I want in a team. Uh, and they can win in different ways. They can get out and run a transition. They can win through playing through their guards. They can, you know, just some short role stuff with KJ Adams and space you out. He's he's played very well in a, in a very different role for a big self big. I just like the team overall and their experience. I can't I can't always explain why the metrics don't love them as much, but being in the top ten of metrics ain't that bad. So something you said earlier, uh, with Alabama and Miller, and this is the biggest story in college basketball now. I don't want to get into the legal issues, but do you, no. you don't think it'll be that the distraction because it's been they were almost lost to South Carolina and they were great in the second half, but they they were down big in the first half against Arkansas and they closed with Auburn and A and M. You, you what, what do you think uh, if if the future tickets are, are no good now or if you'd be concerned if you have a future ticket on Alabama? 
Yeah, I mean, I would be. I still think they're capable, but uh, I wrote a piece on ESPN.com uh, on Sunday, Saturday, and I think goes up tonight. Um, and yes, to not wait in the legal piece of it or my, you know, personal feelings about it. Mm-hmm. If he plays, they're still capable of doing it. That said, they're going to have to embrace a little bit of being a villain. And they did at South Carolina. Lord, did he get 41. Like, he, he was getting yeah. booed, and he, he, he kind of it looked like it. The mental toughness it takes for that young man, I'm not sure what he, what he did and what he saw and what he experienced, but I know as a 20-year-old, seeing that happen and then playing 24 hours later against Vanderbilt last January and going for 30, and then having this break in the entire country and part of the world. Like this was on like BBC World News bottom line. Like He, he, he goes for 41 the next night. I, I wonder if they will, he will and they will find a way to, to, to rise above it, if you will. Um, but it's, I, I'm not betting them right now. If you have the ticket... I wouldn't put any more money on it at this moment until I kind of, to your point, see how this plays out over a longer period of time yeah. and if there's any normalization. Well, you know what? what's interesting is, is the story can go away a little bit and we can just focus on basketball, but the, then there's, there was the pat down and then was the Oates presser as well. Yeah. So like it keeps yeah. coming up. It's, it's been, to say it's been mismanaged is a gross yes. understatement. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. Like, okay, never mind. I'm not going to get on it's just been mismanaged in every single point of the point of, of, of let's say, of the issue coming to everybody's awareness from the very beginning to last week. I, now, the story you say can go away. The difference is that NCAA tournament is one of the biggest sporting events in our country. Uh-huh. And you're going to have, again, CNN and BBC yeah. and whoever descend on the story, maybe not in the first round, but if they get to the Sweet 16, you're gonna, it's, it's going to be ever present. I can't imagine it goes away, especially as the legal proceedings play out. And this thing is going to a grand jury, which it is. Who knows what that means in terms of when, if, when an indictment comes down, what that means. If there's witness testimony that he has to give or whatever has to happen, there, 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 there will be legal proceedings that bring this up. There will be a natural interest now because this crossed over sport, this transcended into yep. just regular news, that yep. it'll be brought up throughout the rest of the season. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Dalen Cuff is our guest from ESPN. Do you think North Carolina saved their season with that win over Virginia? On the weekend, would you have them in the tournament right now? And then that team has to turn around tonight and play at Florida State. They're lane seven. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, number? yeah. They have not saved their season yet. Uh, UVA, as I've said this for a while, UVA is a solid team. They are not a great team. They give you a quad one win, which UNC needed. They were zero nine, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they, you you have some massive win over a great team. They have to validate that win tonight. I hate that term, but they do have to win again. Just forget validate. You have to win for your resume. They cannot lose to Florida State right now. That's one thing North Carolina doesn't have, any quad three or quad four losses. They have no bad losses. They just have very few good wins. They beat who they're supposed to beat in terms of quad two. They couldn't beat really good teams or good teams even. So that's big. They got that done against Virginia. Tonight, that Florida State game against Miami, guys. For those of us that had a money line parlay with Miami involved, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> I mean, oh, and not just, yeah. by the way, not just that. I had Miami and Arizona in like a 16, like because they were both big home favorites, and then that happened. Um, so I was, oh. I was blood, blood curdling screams in the studio, to say the least. And then we had to go and act like I thought it was yeah. fun. Um, but in terms of that game, though, you can't lose to Florida State. And Florida State coming off that win, they do have size, have some athleticism. They can get in the, in the paint, make it physical. I would not lay the seven points with Carolina. They've been wildly inconsistent this year. So for them to go on the road in a must-win situation, I think they find a way to win. But I would take the seven and the Knowles at home, coming off that Miami win, playing with a little more confidence, and finally getting fully healthy. They've had injury issues, so they have they have some good players, and they have some good young players. So I, I feel like they can defend their home court enough to cover the spread. I do think North Carolina has to win this game. they got to beat Duke at the weekend to feel even good going to Greensboro in the ACC tournament. 
uh, to prove that they should be a tournament team yet again. Yeah, I'm with you. I think UNC's laying too many tonight. You also mentioned that you like Oklahoma State a little bit tonight in the game against Baylor. Yeah. Anything else on the schedule tonight that you liked, Alan? The Iowa State game, I, guys, Iowa State yeah. is, is an enigma, man. If yep. they don't turn you over, they can really struggle to score. Hilton Magic has lost a little bit of its magic the, the last two outings. Um, that said, I feel it's a little bit of a back-against-the-wall situation for them, too. You know, they're minus four. They're playing at home. I may, And West Virginia can turn the ball over. West Virginia's coming over off of that. They played well in Kansas and lost in a, in a tough game. Um, I would probably lay the four points with Iowa State. I may wait and, and live bet that one and see how it starts. You may have West Virginia jump on them and give you a, a better number. I think ultimately Iowa State wins. But if you go if you go pre-tip, I would go minus four with the uh, Clones. Cool. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Dalen Cuff and watch him on ESPN's college basketball coverage all the time. This is, uh, you know, again, marches this weekend. And Dalen, you do a great job yeah. on ESPN. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Anytime, well, fellas. Be well. Yep. Well done. Be Thank good. you. Well said, too. No matter what you think or where you stand on the Alabama thing, it's you can't debate it's been mismanaged. Big time. Big time. Well, wrong I mean, place, wrong time. The, the words coming out of Oates' oh. mouth and then the pat down again this weekend. Oh. I just, I mean, you want to talk about not reading the room whatsoever. That's as bad as you're ever going to see. Yeah. Come on, kids. Yes. Uh, we will react to the NBA weekend up next. Teams were 0 for 138 in this spot before yesterday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on Big weekend, Arnold Palmer Invitational, UFC 285. John Jones is back. Tickets punched this weekend in college hoops. Bet Rivers has you covered. Every line, odds, boost. And for all the golf fans out there, you get top 10 insurance with the Arnold Palmer. 
Place your pre-tournament bet on an outright winner and parlay insurance with UFC 285. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app Great House Specials at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. What happened yesterday in the NBA was pretty astonishing. Last night, Damian Lillard dropped 71 points. He had 13 threes. In 39 minutes. (laughs) God. And he got drug tested after the game. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Joker had a 40-point triple-double. Yep. They beat the Clippers in overtime. What a weekend for the Clippers, huh? And the Lakers had the largest comeback in the NBA this season. They trailed by 27 in the second quarter. Their largest comeback since 2002. And teams were 0 for 138 this year when trailing yep. by that many points. Yep. Uh, again, great job with the post game on uh, on Spectrum. Uh, I, I thought the guys were fantastic breaking it down. Uh, Ham talking about... Uh, what the win meant afterwards as well. Yeah. Uh, full marks to Palenka for making the moves because, like Kid said after the game, Vanderbilt kicked our butt. He was awesome. You know, number one, how is this guy available? Why was that only the price? And he has 17 rebounds and 15 points in the win and was great defensively and mm-hmm. a lot of offensive rebounds. But to be down 27, you're not playing like the Rockets, right? You're playing Dallas and you come back to win and how you flogged them in the second half. Excellent job. Yep. Huge win. And, and, and it's just, it's been a great ret- uh, start to the second half of the season here. And, and not to mention what happened Friday night with the Clipper Kings game. Uh, with You think maybe could someone score 200 points in that game? But it's right there for the Lakers, too. Now, a lot of people laughed at him when Ham and others said, let's get the sixth seed. Forget that's not the goal. Forget the plan. Let's get the sixth seed. And some people laughed at him. But now they're only two back of, of Dallas. Oh. And suddenly with that schedule, as you pointed out near the top of the show, this home cooking in March. And, and they are dangerous. And with so many home games, maybe they could finagle their way into the sixth seat. They play at Memphis tomorrow. Big they game, play right? You got to worry about LeBron's health. I mean, right. it was hob- went limping after the game. So they have back-to-back road games. But then 10 out of the next 12 in March are at home. So they can navigate this thing, and yeah. they can squeeze in. We're getting a question on, on Twitter right now from Truck1223. Do you guys think the Kings hang on to win their division? They're up by three games right now. Can you? Uh, ma- I don't know if this is a question for Johnny Avello from DraftKings. They were 400-1 to 1 to win their division before the season started. Yeah. I wonder if they have any tickets on that. 400-1 to 1 to win the division? You know, it's funny you bring that up because there was a guy who bet NBA title and to win the conference out here big. That's right. They paid millions, but I don't think he had division. So uh, I, I will say that's a tough call. I don't think so, but because Durant's coming back here, but it's eh, 20 games left. That's what if the there's thing. another it's... injury? Can they stay healthy? They don't have any depth, but that is a scary team once you get Durant in the mix. Yeah, but I mean, are they at but, some but point the, here? The Kings are good. At some point, they're going to so, run out of time. Yeah, you're right. And the Kings are going to eventually win this thing. But I mean, they are a $1.75 favorite, though. Yeah. They have the Thunder coming up. Mm-hmm. Clippers, T-Wolves, look at all those home games, too. No, they just beat the Thunder. Yeah, they have them again. Oh, okay. I believe they have them again coming up. Yeah. All right. Um, at the Nets, at the Wizards, at the Bulls. That's That road trip is doable. Knicks, Pelicans, Wolves. Clippers all at home. And, I mean, that's, that's a it's thing, It's a log right? jam. It's a log jam. I mean, you come back from the All-Star break, the thinking is, well, we got half the season left. Yeah. you got 20 games. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, we are some 75% more than that, maybe more than that, done uh-huh. on the year. 
tough loss for Minnesota. And the other thing, no one's talking about the Warriors, right? I mean, what are they, 7-23 and 23 on the road? Well, that was a big – I mean, I'm not, every game big is game. big now in the Western Conference. Sure is. I mean, because, they were, they're a 500 team before yeah, last yes. night. They, they eviscerated the Wolves in the fourth quarter. They were down big in that game. Ten, That's another one. Yeah. Are the Timberwolves going to make it? Are we sure? Uh, Imagine if they can't even make the playoffs and make, make the Gobert yeah. trade. I was going to say. I mean, that's the worst trade in the history of sports. That's why the the comeback from the Warriors yesterday was so big yeah. because they have to have games like that. Yeah. Because they might miss the playoffs. Absolutely. Anything tonight? Any leans on the card? It's a short card tonight. Aye. But uh, boy, the Knicks are playing well. The Knicks are good. And they're going to pass the Nets. Yeah, I mean, Randall's been playing out of his sure, mind. Yeah. Brun- Brunson, Brunson sure. might. Quickly he might good, win yeah. most improved player. Yep. They're, they're catching two and a half at home to Boston. And Boston is just a phenomenal game Saturday night with the Celtics and Sixers. You have the Sixers in action as well. I think they're laying a heat to get Kevin Love now. Uh, my, I, I, that's a good race there in that division. I think Atlanta catches Miami now. Because now you get Quinn Snyder. And now this is it for Trey Young. Trey Young's got to ship... You get, you get They're already talking about him getting traded. Yeah, but this was they've been awesome in the two games offensively since they uh, fired McMillan, which yeah. apparently it was uh, they were running a 1980s offense. So, uh, but so, you get some stops though. Uh, what, what Brooklyn did against them offensively. So you have that coming up as well. Uh, a couple of highlights from you. So while you were in Hawaii, though, the other question I had is, and we we talked about the best place to live in terms of being a sports fan. Okay, time zone. But this is something on our body. If we could somehow convince DraftKings, can we relocate to Hawaii? Because it'd be perfect for us. We don't have to do anything but tinker with the schedule. Uh, We're on live from one to four. One one to four, I can do. I can take do, on yeah. my shoes off without no problem. Yeah. Four to seven's the killer. Well, what one to four is right. easily manageable. So to, well, when did the games end? When oh are sports okay, done so in Hawaii? L- let me describe what the day is like because you don't. You're going to be in Hawaii, right? So you're not going to sit in in your hotel room and watch TV, obviously. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be out and about doing stuff, on, yeah. right? You're going to, yeah. you know, you're going to go hang out at the beach, hang out at the bar, or whatever. And then, if you want to breathe there, you might come in before dinner. Or what you come in, it's like six six thirty at night. Sun's still out. It's like beautiful. Although there was a lot of rain, local locals are saying, "Well, it's our it's our winter," and I'm laughing out loud and like, "Yeah, it's raining every single day." But the sun's still out at like six six thirty. You get in. Let me throw on uh, an NBA game, right? Just naturally thinking the game something's got to be starting right about now. Oh, whoops, everything's in the fourth quarter. And I look at my phone, and I'm like, ah, that's right. It happens every single day. NFL games kick off at 7 a.m. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we got there on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. We're there until we came back on Saturday. It's like Thursday, and it was All-Star Week. But I'm checking hockey scores and college hoops, whatever. I I could not. (laughs) Every night I'm coming in. There's got to be a college. Mountain West games are like in the second half. It's still sunny outside in Hawaii. Like, how the how do you yeah. do this? This is crazy. NBA games were starting at 2.30 in the afternoon. You work a 9-to-5 job. You're SOL. You go home, you put oh, on no Netflix chance. every day. Right? No chance. You imagine if we can lived you, there? Can you um, <laughs> just think about this for a second? Because oh, it's it, it, it was always difficult happen. for me to imagine getting used to 10 o'clock NFL games moving from the Midwest. I'm like, I'm never 10 o'clock in the morning for the NFL. Are you nuts? It took me like six months. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. I love it. But can you imagine football games in Hawaii starting? The primetime games in. are going to be at 210. I'm all in. I can't get enough of this. We got to talk to Jason Robbins. If so, I have to pay $20 for eggs, so be it. And uh, more than that. Or milk. <laughs> whatever it is, that's, all, that's yeah. the trade. We sacrifice. Yeah? That is wild. I noticed that when I, when well, I went to Alaska. It was also, no, it was yeah. also yeah. the one time, it was also during football season. 
I'm like, wait a second. When are we kicking off? We got to be two hours behind, but, probably. Yeah. We go to a sports bar and watch the Viking. Game. It's I just what's what's your life like when football's over at five thirty at night? What the hell do you do? You can't uh, you can't get after it. Go out with your friends on a Saturday night in Honolulu either. You got kickoff at seven a.m. Go to uh, a sports bar if you don't yeah. have. And now, uh, you know, where, where you find the games without Imagine direct TV you, you go to happy hour on a Friday or sa- Saturday for games, for college games? Yeah, it's it, they're over at f- 6 o'clock. Yeah. Everything's over. What do the bars have on? Replays or news? Right, yes. Weather or weather That's exactly right. That's right. Weather. It is just, it's wild oh. uh, to, to actually have that happen. I, I don't know. I, I would assume that eventually you could get used to it, though, yeah? Might take a minute, but. That is, that's wild. You got to set the alarm for, what, Four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning on the weekends to get up and watch sports. Huh. But then you're going to miss the whole day, too, when it's just, I don't know, take the dog for a walk, you come in, NBA's tipping off. When does soccer start then? So- oh my Soccer's God. at... It's got to be midnight. Premier no, League would be at 11 o'clock at night or no, midnight? One thirty in the morning, 2.30 well, well, in the morning. We get that first game out here at 4.30 in the morning. And that's going to be, so depending be on the, t- the time of the year, 2.30, <laughs> hey, 1.30. it's midnight. Man City's on. That's what you do at the bars then. Go throw on Man City on Saturday night at 1.30. There you go. Hey, Rashford scored again. Cash a ticket. It's midnight. Right. On me. Right. Well, they got to pass the legalized sports betting out. There. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, was, I was talking to some of the locals about oh. that, too, and they're like, oh, we got to get it passed. Oh, they it, love that. They, they, it's huge a, degenerates. It's they a, love coming here. And whenever you tell anybody when you're in Hawaii that you're from Las Vegas, they just the smile. I got family there. It's the Ninth Island. They go nuts That's for right. it. They, they love it. They love it. Yeah. Shenanigans from time to time at Hawaii. White Football games. games. Yes, there yeah. has been. There's been a little controversy from time to time. All right, up next, we will hit the NFL draft. People are very high on Texas running back B. John Robinson, rightfully so. You can bet on which team will draft him. So which team makes the most sense? And again, is there anything to this recent movement for the number one pick overall involving Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.